0: Welcome back to Club Chair and let's talk care. It's 2022, everybody. Happy New Year. You may well ask, where did 2021 go? Well, yeah, depends on which side of the fence you sit on, doesn't it? For some, it was okay. For others, well, it was a shit show. Let's be honest. And yeah, we could dwell on it. Well. Some people sadly will dwell on it because actually they're still in it. And we shouldn't underestimate that. Some people are still within the shit show. If you work in healthcare or social care, you're still dealing with it. And let's not forget that. And don't underestimate what they're having to deal with anybody. So don't sit there and think this pandemic is over. And don't sit there and think that you're not going to be affected. And don't pretend that your impact isn't having any effect, because it is. Because it's having an effect on you being able to get appointments, being able to go for treatments, being able to go for procedures. Uh, Because I know that for a fact. So, yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's very much a weird one. But yeah, we're 2022. And we're all making these massive plans, aren't we? Yeah, what's yours? What are you planning? Are you planning to go on a diet? Are you planning to get that fit body? Are you planning to reinvent yourself? Go on those long walks. Go to the gym. Set yourself going on to 5, 10k walks or run? Have you decided that you're going to empower yourself? Have you set a new year's resolution? What have you done? Just remember, if you have set yourself something, don't worry if you don't get it achieved in full. Because even if you achieve part of it, it's success. Don't set yourself up for failure. Don't make it too big. Don't think you have to do something from today. Because ultimately setting yourself a New Year's resolution sometimes is not maybe the way to go. And don't start looking on Instagram and seeing all these famous people starting with their regimes and and honestly there is lots of them i was looking this morning and it, it is it's quite daunting isn't it you see them all with their gym stuff in the gym their own gyms by the way and with their personal trainers using these big medicine balls i'm sure they're not called that so i apologize i don't even know what they're called most of course something else these bell you no know, the weight things you know um goodness me that's terrible isn't it you know weights and stuff like that and ropes that they're flinging around their heads like lassoons all getting their 2022 bods ready for Ibiza or Dubai you know and all of this and there's us just hoping that we don't put the last bit of chocolate in our mouth before the end of the day Let's be honest. Don't get me wrong, last year I did change the lifestyle, but I didn't do a diet. I'd just like to say that it was a lifestyle change and it wasn't anything to do with how I looked. It was to do with that I actually had developed fatty liver syndrome and I needed to, otherwise I'd be really poorly by now. That's why. Um, so that was my reasoning. So if you if you are feeling like you have to do something, Don't set it for the wrong reasons. Don't think you have to be like somebody else. It's about you and it, it has to be about you because if you are doing it for somebody else, you won't achieve it. Well, you might do, but you won't sustain it. It's not sustainable because it needs to be about you and about you only. Now, Let's think about what we've got to do for the next year what we've got to do well we've got to get through the year we've got to try and live i say that because i feel like for the last nearly two years life for some people has been put on hold if you've got autoimmune diseases and things like that you may not have gone out as much if you've Been working from home for the last nearly two years. I think in March, was it March the 23rd that we in 2020 that we started to work from home? Certainly for my husband, he started to work from home. So he's not worked in an office for it will be in March for two years. So he's nearly worked from home for the last two years. Yeah, it's been great, everybody. Yeah, lovely house full of people. It's been fabulous. No, it's been great. Yeah, lovely. We've loved having a house full of people. Um on yeah, you know, I, I know I'm rambling today. Um the working from home thing, we are gonna have to get back to the offices. We might not have to go back five days a week, but for some people going back is really important. My husband for him it's vitally important that he gets back to the office. One to be able to communicate with his colleagues without having to wait to book a meeting for five minutes just to ask a question. You know, it is like some of his best work is done by walking past somebody and saying, Ah, what do you think about this? Or checking in on somebody just by walking past, how are you today? How are you really? Can't really do that when you're in your own home and not seeing somebody's face by just walking past them and noticing when they're not not themselves. You can't really do that, can you? Not over a phone call, maybe on Zoom a little bit, but you can be hidden in Zoom, you can turn off your camera, you don't always see it. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? But I don't think you have to go back five days a week. I think there is a new way of doing your role if you are an office worker. Worker, I don't think you have to go back for five days. I think there is more way of flexible working, definitely. Um, but somewhere along the line, we're gonna have to go back to those offices. I certainly I I'd certainly be happier if my husband went back a couple of days a week, maybe. Yeah, love him, love him to bits. But I like the fact that I get a house empty for maybe one day a week at least, so I can actually be here and be calm um and get the house how i want it and things like that she says as a self-employed person who doesn't mind working from home who who actually has to work from home at the moment due to her body not being as functional as it used to be um and at the moment all my work is via zoom or phone or email due to the fact that um, suffering from chronic pain at the moment. So my work has had to be via um, remote work. But, you know, we have to relook look at how we work. So yes, it, it, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's a weird one. So if you are setting yourself resolutions or goals Think of them in a way that it's about you. It's not about the size of it. It could be just literally to walk up the road and back again. It could be. uh, So so many people will know that I'm not much of a planner. Me. In fact, yeah, not really. I run my own business and I don't so much use my calendar. I use my calendar when I get training booked in and things like that and to book Zoom and things so that I know what I'm doing. But apart from that, I don't really plan so much ahead. Not me. Just not me. But over Christmas period, I, 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 for Christmas Day, um, I got a gift of a planner. So yesterday I decided to start filling it in. Yeah. I did, yeah. we well, well impressed. So it's a it's a planner. Sorry, my 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 um, laptop just moved. So my my planner is it's called Perfectly Planned 2022, and um, it's by a company called um, it's a small business company called Carrie and Co. And so I've started to fill it in. And so what I've done is I've started to fill it in and you get this, it says year in review, the first part of it. So it talks about your amazing achievements. So I've talked about, you know, I lost five and a half stone, nearly. So I'm quite impressed with that. I put, I haven't added that, i put in on about five pounds over Christmas, but you know, that's it, either here or there. Let's not talk about that. Keep that a little bit under your hat, everybody. But I had a great time eating and drinking what I wanted. It was beautiful got to admit but i also put about you know i in some sense i survived with my business through the hardship of two years really of working from home and and losing some contracts but managing to, to get together with some other the contracts and and maybe you know just get work here and there and so managing that and, and, and keeping the business going as a self-employed person so I feel that was a good success um, for the last couple of years and so that's really positive and things to work on and I think one of the things that I realize is that the expectations that I have as attention to care even though I'm a sole trader so I'm not a limited company um the expectations I have, I sometimes don't always give to people. So my my key thing this year is to say to companies, come on, if you want me, you need to tell me when you want me to work for you. I need to set goals and I need to stop giving away my free advice. <laughs> I need to say to you, okay, if you want my advice, you need to pay for it. And put it out there and give that very clear parameters of what I will give for free and what I won't. Because at the moment, um, I know companies want me, but they're not giving me the time that they want me to work for them. So I need to look at how to do um, that clear and set goals and set parameters within that. And that's something I'm going to be working on this year. And to be clearer, what what the expectations are within that. And that's something I'm going to be working on. And so I have put that down as what I'm going to be working on this year. But one thing I have done this year, this, for this month, is put things that I'm going to be working on. And, and I was thinking about, well, what do I need to sort of set goals or, no, no, set a plan for. So I've been really simplistic in my setting of what I'm going to be doing. So on my day-to-day things, i have on my calendar within my plan, I have literally been really simplistic in it. So for, just to be one of my days for, for tomorrow, one of the key things I've put is that I'm going to clean the office. The office is gonna be get ready for work for next week. I've got training booked in for next week, two days next week, uh, boundary training and good governance recording and reporting training. New courses that I'm doing for a company uh, that I'm really excited about actually. Uh, to get people understanding the boundaries within care what they can and can't do what they should and shouldn't do and then recording and reporting but good governance and the importance of uh, reporting and recording and making people understand that uh, within their role and um, within that i've put about making sure that i look after myself self-care and things like that i've put that in my calendar i've actually put self-care in my calendar to make sure that in the morning I do facial and things like that, to to get into a habit of doing that. One, because I've got some great facial stuff for Christmas. So again, making make sure I note what I need to do for me. And that's something, even though I try to promote to everybody and I I promote it within my courses, within my well-being courses and things like that, sometimes I forget about it for myself. And so I'm pushing, that's one of my goals this year. One of my things I'm going to try and do is think about self-care of myself. Think about me. And that's because if you look after yourself, that will help you build some resilience one, and resilience is really important isn't it resilience is about you being able to cope with difficult situations and if you are a person that suffers from anxiety or distress you need to build a way of dealing with difficult situations and i'm a person that does suffer from anxiety and and so I need to find something to be able to do that. So that's why I'm going to set aside time to actually do that. And so I'm going to do that in the morning and make sure I do that for me. And, and that's really important. And then I'm literally clean the office and focus on certain things that I'm setting time scales for. And so that's what I've done within this planner. And one of the things I've done is, I've literally put, check the planner. Because I know that all the years I've had planners bought for me, I've stopped filling in the planner. I've never carried on filling it in ever. Even when I got one for my wedding, um, I got one for my wedding um, to plan my wedding, and I and I started it and I never finished it because I, I'm not. I, it's it wasn't me, but I really want to fill this one in one because it's such a beautiful planner. It really is a beautiful planner, but I really wanted to see. If it makes a difference on how I achieve my goals and how it makes me focus on certain things. So I want to see if it does make a difference. So that's why I am doing this, this pl- using this planner. And I want to see. I want to see if it does make a difference. And if it does, then I'm going to start using the planner more often. I'm going to start doing this more often. Because I think. It's about changing habits, so that's what I'm going to do. So that's so that's one of my not a resolution, an aim, something I'm ch- choosing to have a go at um, and changing the habit. We will see. Do you know what though? If I, if if I, it doesn't work, I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm not going to beat myself up about it. And I'm not going to see it as a failure. I'm going to see it as something that i tried. And if it does not work, it does not work. It's still a beautiful book to look at. And I still use it for different things. And, and, I, and I think that's really important. Because, you know, we're so focused on failing, We're so focused on the negatives that we forget that Sometimes it's okay to not achieve something because it allows us to realise what's really important and that we can actually adapt and, and change it up and and we need to be more aware of that. And so then it brings me to this year. What 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 is Maxine going to do with pull up a chair and let's talk care firstly? So pull up a chair and let's talk care. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't, you know, it's not, there's not many people that listen to it, let's be honest. So it's like, do I continue? Do I keep on doing this? I think I will on and off. And um, it may not be as regular. Uh, I mean, I know this se- se- season two has not been that regular. I do apologize for those people, the eight people that listen to it regularly. Um, it's not being overly popular. Um, but that's because I, I don't know how to market it and I don't know how to pass it along without spending lots of money on it. And and that's the thing. If attention to care was growing, then I'd have the financial backing to then market it. And I don't want to put money into it and it not grow. And that's the thing about it. So you have to be careful. And also, it's about, it is about care. It's about supporting others. It's about talking about um subjects that people are passionate about and i am passionate about care and 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 it's not maybe the most trendy subject is it let's be honest i mean how many of you want to talk about you know supporting people with dementia with with alzheimer's with autism um with learning disabilities with depression mental health How many of you people want to talk about how to assist somebody to have a meal or how how the best way to support people with continence issues or how to support somebody to choose what they want to eat when they're struggling to choose what they want to eat? You know, how to communicate with somebody in a way that supports them to be empowered, to set goals or outcomes, to be able to become more independent and person-centered care. But also on top of that, how do we value the care workers within society and make them realize that actually we need them within our society and that we value them when they feel undervalued because our government don't see them as skilled. And this is the thing. So it's a, it's a topic that is so large. It's so big, isn't it? And, and, I, and sometimes I, I know I come across as being quite negative about the government and about um, how it's seen. One thing I am about it is that I'm honest in the sense that I know there is bad care out there. I'm under no illusion that there is bad care out there. But the, most of the time, care is good. It's that when we when when the media talks about care sometimes, it looks at the negatives a lot of the time. But us that work within the care industry, we want to promote the good. And there is so much good out there. There's so many amazing managers, care workers, support workers, nurses, doctors, you know, facilitators. There's so many people that do an amazing job that honestly do more good than the bad out there. It's just that we need to promote that good. We need to tell you that when you hear the, st- the stories of um, Winterbourne, of Wallington Hall, all of those, when you hear those stories, They are a minority, they are bad, and we should hear about them. But there are other stories of people going above and beyond, making Christmases amazing for people, um, ensuring that people can travel the world still, regardless of their difficulty, making sure that they have choices of getting jobs, education, inclusion in society that should never be an issue making sure equality and diversity is in the forefront of their mind pushing to make society understand that actually we're not going to accept mediocre care we're going to make sure that care is good there's some, so many more people that shout from the rooftop that speak up for the people that we provide care for. You just need to look on LinkedIn or on Twitter, um, on Facebook, at the groups that are out there that support care. There are so many. There are so many people that shout. You know, uh, this Carers Workers Charity. There, there are the are mass. There are so many people that are out there that talk about care that you could get advice from but also that talk about the good, that are fighting to get the rights of care workers, of people within care, of clients, service users, residents, to get the right support that they deserve, but also are fighting for unpaid carers. And that's the thing. That's why I want to continue to talk about care. That's why I want to continue with the podcast, because I still think there is an audience that want to hear about you know how to access support how to choose the right personal assistant if you are um direct payments and you want to choose your own personal assistant assistant or how to choose the right care company if you know if if you're not happy with your care company ask the local authority that you want to change it know that you can ask If the care home is not doing a good job, voice your concerns, report to the local authority. Don't put up with poor care. Be a care partner within the care of your loved one. Just because your loved one moves into a care home, it doesn't stop you being a carer. You can be part of it, just speak up. Just ask to be part of it. If you're a care worker, involve the family. Don't see the family as a problem. If you're a care worker and you feel undervalued, speak up, be part of the solution. Come up with ideas. If care is not how it should be in your care home, again, speak up. Remember, you have a whistle blowing procedure. Use it. If you want change, you can make change. If you're a manager and you've got lack of staff, speak to other companies, network, speak to recruitment companies, ask others for advice, talk to consultants, any consultants out there, just ask a question. You get what you pay for though. Think about what you're paying your staff. If you can afford more, pay them more because you get what you pay for. Make sure you are giving them a good induction. If you give a good induction, you're more likely to retain your staff. If your training is good, you're more likely to retain your staff. If you give them the, the time to do their training rather than slotting them in or doing it as part of their shadowing or part of their motor, they won't feel valued. You need to make sure they have actual time to do their training. Shadowing means they are not part of the rotor. They should be watching. They should be able to be supernumerary. Make sure you allow them to learn their job before they have to start providing the care. That's how you retain staff. That's how you value staff. Remember, they are being paid to do a job. Make sure they know what that job is. Make sure they understand their accountabilities, their responsibilities. Set the parameters. Be clear. Make sure they understand the policies and procedures. It's not good enough, just say there's the file, there's the folder, sign this bit of paper to say I've shown you the folder. That's not good enough. Make sure they understand. It doesn't mean they need to know them off by heart, but what they need to know is they need to understand the basics of them. They need to know where they are and understand what the content of them are. You need to make sure you have an openness and honesty and transparency to your way of working. You need to have good duty of candor, Regulation 20, yes? That your governance procedures are good. That you know how good you are. That you check how good you are that you are providing a service that is of a quality standard. That your aim is to provide a quality that meets the needs of the people you support. Outcome-based care, what that person requires, not what you require them to have, it's what they want what that resident, service user, client wants. Sometimes they may want something that you can't provide. Be honest within that. Sometimes we aren't the right provider to provide that care. Be honest with that. Don't promise something you can't provide. That's good care, by the way. And that's what 2022 should be for you is to be honest in what you can do and that's sometimes what care is all about and healthcare by the way. If you can't provide it for the, your client, your service user, your resident, your patient, you should be honest enough to say it. If you aren't the right provider, the right service, don't promise something you can't provide. It's something we all have to be open and honest about. Same as me. If I can't provide it, I'm not going to promise something I can't provide. Because what happens is, your service is mediocre. And then, you put people at risk. You then become an inadequate service. And then, it's pointless. So think about your 2022. What do you want to achieve? Where do you want to be by the end of the year? Or actually, where do you want to be by the end of this month? Because ultimately, getting through every month might be just enough for now. It's that month at a time, isn't it? Sometimes setting too far in advance. we don't know what's around the corner so don't focus too far in advance just focus on over the next week the next month two months in advance it's about those small steps those little steps but know that if you are working in social care healthcare understand that it's a hard slog. We get it. We know that. We understand that. If we all work for the people that listen to my podcast, they get it. They know how hard it is, and we get that at the moment. Recruitment, sickness, coping with COVID is just relentless. But not just COVID. With getting doctor's appointments, with getting treatment, with uh, norovirus, with general flu, with just CQC inspections, which will be happening. It's all of that, and then local authority inspections, and then getting people back to training. All of that on top of everything else. We know it's full on at the moment. We get it. Just prioritise. Just keep your records. Just show your proof of care. Record, record, report, report. Make sure you're clear of what you've done. Make sure that everybody knows their accountability, their responsibility. And know that we understand. We know you're skilled. We know how hard you work. We understand, we get it, we've done it. We may not have done it through a pandemic, but we empathise, we understand, and we know you're exhausted. You don't need the claps, but what you do need is for a government to get their finger out their asses and reform better. We can't wait three years, we can't. Care needs reform now. Care needs staff now. And yes, um, there are some movements within being able to get staff um, on, from abroad possibly and things like that, but we need staff now. We need it today. We need proper wages now. We need proper training now. We need proper support for managers now. And we need sometimes inspections to be more authentic, clearer. And in some sense, they need to be, in my opinion, the same for every company, and sometimes I feel there's no consistency. And so we need all that sorting. Be aware um, there is a delay on the uh, Liberty Protection Safeguard Bill, isn't Safeguard um, Update, which is the update to the Deprivation Liberty Safeguard <coughs> for some people, sorry, excuse me. But be aware. Just know that you can only do your best. Just make sure whatever you're doing, you're proving what you've done if you work in care. If you're doing anything on a personal level, just do it for you. Don't do it for anybody else. You are you. You can't be anybody else. And if anybody is making you feel bad, tell them to bugger off. This is your year to decide what's important for you. If you're in something that is not good, there's ways of getting out. There's helplines, there's support. Just know there's some way to get help. Take care of you, look after each other, be kind to yourself first, then you can be kinder to others. Welcome to 2022, everybody. Go on, take it by the balls. Grab it, run with it. Do what you need to do. And don't let go. Fight on. Do the best you can. And you'll be alright. Build your resilience. Honestly, just build it up. You've got it. You have honestly got it. Don't let anybody tell you you haven't. Thank you for joining me on Pull Up a Chair and Let's Talk Care.